If you have a story to share, tell us. How are you going to leave your mark? Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Jim El Sabade. He is a business major graduate from Claren University in 1986, a golf team member, and a business sales professional of 25 years. While going through his daily routine, he had a pain in his neck, and he finds out that he has throat cancer. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is my very good friend, Jim Alcibay. Eight years ago, experienced an inflammation in his neck, and it bothered him enough to go and get a scan, and he would go on with life the day after the scan and conducting his work going to Lake Tahoe. And while he's at Lake Tahoe for his business trip, he gets a phone call telling him that he needs to return to Pittsburgh immediately for a cancer surgery. Now, Jim, every cancer patient always has an initial reaction when they first find out or first hear that they have cancer. Take us from that moment where you're being told you know, you're out of your element on a trip for work. And then you get this phone call. The doctor has this urgency in his voice and you find out the news. Yeah, I'll never forget it. I was in my hotel room and the phone rang and uh, it was my doctor. And I said to him, I said, what is this as bad as you say it is? And he said, it's absolutely as bad as I say it is. And I hung up and Vince, I don't think I ever felt a lonelier feeling in my life. I went through every emotion you could imagine. I started crying and then I realized I've got a seven hour plane ride ahead of me. It was a tough cab ride to the airport. It was tough getting on the airplane and it was the worst plane ride I've ever had in my life. Just sitting there and just thinking about a lot of different stuff, thinking about my family, thinking about the way my life was going to change, thinking about what was going to happen in the next month or two. Were you experiencing pain other than in the local area of in your neck? Were you having any sort of fatigue or tiredness? Nothing. Not a single problem occurred during that time. In fact, if I would not have gone to the doctor by feeling that little bump, it was not painful. I didn't have a problem swallowing, any problem eating. It was just a blessing that I went when I did because when I went to get that biopsy done and it came back, they said my neck was just full of cancer and it was stage four and they needed to get to it as soon as they possibly could. Okay, now the cancer, throat cancer was squamous cell carcinoma. Within a week, you're in there and you get this operating now with it all over in your neck. How much of it did they actually get out? Believe it or not, I have a neighbor that was a doctor, and when I told him that I had gotten rush surgery because he had been away, he turned me on to the Hillman Center in Pittsburgh. I initially went to another facility in Trenum, Pennsylvania. He said, listen, you need to get to Hillman. So he set me up with an appointment at Hillman. I saw a radiologist, and they said to me right away, you need to start coming here. You need to get your radiology and you need to get your chemo here at Hillman. So I did that. And then during the process of radiation, I found out that I needed to get another surgery at Presby Hospital. Whoa. And that surgery was done with the Da Vinci robot. It was very innovative at the time. And my doctor was Dr. Davari. He traveled all around the world 
teaching people how to use this Da Vinci robot. And what it is, Vince, the Da Vinci robot's literally a robot and it's got hands. The hands of the robot are about a half inch big and they go right through your mouth. There's no incision. It's in through your mouth. And the reason the Da Vinci robot is used is because when they have to do an operation that is so intricate, the robot hands can move in ways the human hands cannot. And so they can go in and do more intricate surgeries with the Da Vinci robot. So I had two surgeries done with the Da Vinci robot. And then one prior to that. And one prior to that. What was your time span of these three operations? The time span between the very first one and the first one with the Da Vinci robot was about a week and a half to two weeks. They actually had to do surgery in my mouth. The second one with the Da Vinci robot was that the sutures had let go in my throat. And I literally had to be rushed to the hospital and they had to re-suture everything. Oh and it, was, it was scary. Yeah, that would be because like the scary. cancer, if it bursts or anything of that sort, it's just a catastrophe. It so a suture not being shut. I mean, that that's about as much alarm as you get now. So then you rush down there to get the suture fixed. So you're technically in your throat four times. Yeah, I ended up going in. They had to get a hold of Dr. Davari, and he was about six hours till they finally got him. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I was in surgery an hour later, and uh, it wow. was scary. It was a very difficult operation, very difficult. Now, how much pain are you experiencing at this point? The pain comes from the radiation that I had. I have a hard time with the cold. My fingers are never warm, but the biggest thing I feel is right from my right ear down to my chin. Every time I take a chew of a piece of food, Every time I laugh, or even if I just wake up, it is a very sharp pain from my ear to my chin, all due to radiation. And that will get progressively worse as I get older. There is absolutely nothing, oh, wow. nothing they can do for it. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to, listening to Vince Cortez. Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Now then, your process begins chemo and radiation for 12 weeks after all of this is these four times of being in your neck physically. How are you feeling? Like, are you losing weight? Is the cancer beginning to go away? Like, what, yeah, what is your progression? Cancer, yeah, the cancer is gone. I mean, I am now cancer free. The thing is, I lost probably, I, I, I'm going to say anywhere from 50 to 55 pounds is what I lost. Wow. Um, I know I went from a uh, size 33 waist to a 28 waist. Wow. You may know as well as I do, Vince, once you start losing weight, you lose it quickly. Yeah. Cancer appears to be like a flesh eating disease. It peels right through you. Yep. And just like with the chemo and radiation, like my friend that's my doctor said to me, he said, listen, basically, we are going to kill part of you to save you. And that's what it is. Yeah. No, it almost in the modern era feels very Frankenstein-ish to just kind of destroy the whole immune system to solve one problem. And then the rehab or the building back up is just like what you've experienced where not all the way, not 100%. You get this issue in your ear and your cheek. Yep. You really become the more healing or the closer you get back to normal is, is an incredible blessing. So now then your process of the chemo goes through. So how long are you dealing with treatments at Healman and going down there and they're listening to what it is or monitoring what your process is? Scans are routine. How frequently are you going and things like that? Believe it or not, I was just there two weeks ago with okay. my doctor. Um, he did a thorough 
look into my throat. He felt my neck. There's so much scar tissue in my neck that if I feel a little bit of a bump, I start to get worried because I'm just praying that it doesn't ever come back, which it can come back. But all the bumps that I have in my neck right now are all scar tissue. And that's what I said to him. I said, listen, I'm scared. I feel bumps everywhere. And he said, it's all scar tissue from all the surgeries you had. That's all it is. He said, you have nothing to worry about right now. So that put my mind at ease, but I'm always, I'm constantly feeling my neck constantly. Yeah. After myself, you do have that sense of the thought wants to creep in the back of your head that this could happen again. And that's why I like kind of taking the point of when you find out like myself, my life had collapsed. So I had stress and I felt that I had ingredients that added to stress that it would make my immune system weaken and or get cancer. And yours was, you know, you had recently had a life change and being divorced. In your case, you had some, but you began to move forward. You kept moving through life. So how was life different that you may have weakened your immune system and didn't know because you got habitual about it? Yep. What's different then to now? Well, I can tell you the biggest thing, the biggest change is my attitude toward things. That's the biggest change because before I got sick, listen, I'm still stressed. I mean, work and the things that are going on in the world, I think everybody's feeling a little bit of stress. Right. Uh, But prior to getting sick, I was wound a lot tighter. And my girlfriend right now probably will say, no, he's the same as he was. (laughs) But no, I was wound a lot tighter. I was working a lot more. And after this whole process of the chemo, the radiation and the surgeries, I found that life is short. You need to take a step back and look at things differently. I will tell you, I found out who my real friends were through this whole process. And it just makes you think and take your time a little bit more about things. Oh, I'd agree. Things that that seem so important really didn't mean anything. You noticed the change in yourself as well. Like for me, it was definitely a much more clarity. Like I thought that I was doing things on par before and I really was not connected as I should have been. And and that's why I was saying habitual because it'll go in where you get habitual with something. Now you got a bad habit. You don't realize that you're causing yourself harm in your new day-to-day routine. Right. And uh, I think that occurs to a lot of people. You are listening to Leave Your Mind with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mind. Inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Let's kind of walk through this part now. So this is eight years ago. Now you're a different person and you were just at the doctor. So how long has it been since you had routine treatments? How did that play out and how recent has all of that been over for you? Right now, with my last appointment a couple of weeks ago, I do not have to go back now for a year. Oh, that's exciting. So then you would be technically considered in remission? Absolutely. Okay, that's great news too. I have to say that the one thing that I found is how much uh, your body can go through. Number one, how much your body can actually take in terms of- It's amazing what it can handle. You know. Yeah. And the main thing I always remembered was I actually treated getting my treatments like a job. I got up every morning, Vince. I got a shower. I got dressed and I drove myself to radiation- every single day for 12 weeks. Wow. And every Monday, I would have to do eight hours of chemo. But I drove myself every single time 
I treated it just like a job. Now let me ask you this. The, the fatigue that comes with something like that, as well as you really need to try to keep up with your diet, that turns into a real wrestling mess because when you're doing chemo and so forth, your body's telling you you're hungry. And then when you go to start to eat, you can't eat. That's yep. the amount of radiation and chemo you were experiencing. That had to have been really hard. It's 100% right. I'll tell you what happened. With the chemo in your throat, not only can you not taste anything, you can't make any saliva to swallow anything. So I would make an egg in the morning and I am not exaggerating when I tell you, I would sit and I would look at that egg for two hours sometime. I would just look at it because I couldn't eat it. I'd throw it away and I'd make another one and I couldn't eat it because when you get radiation in your throat, everything tastes like metal, everything. Uh. So I would try to eat with a plastic so fork, but it didn't work. You just can't Did you eat. continue to lose weight? Completely continued to lose weight for seven to eight months. They were going to put me on a feeding tube and they ended up not doing that. I found a place, a drugstore actually, about an hour from me. They have a drink that I couldn't find it anywhere else. It's an eight ounce carton that contained about 550 calories per serving. I ended up drinking it as much as I could, but I couldn't eat. I, I literally probably didn't eat anything really solid for about six to eight months. Wow. It was, it was a rough time. If you have a story to share, tell us, how are you going to leave your mark? We want you to be our guests. Contact us, leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez. How are you managing all of this mentally? You know, you, how's your body responding? How's the medication? And probably most importantly, that your mindset, trying to figure out how to eat. And it's like, this isn't like anything you were experiencing prior to it. No, absolutely not. You're right. It was a whole different world. Everything was new to me. And I realized at the beginning, a lot of my friends knew people that had the same kind of cancer I had. And I made a big mistake. And this is before my treatment started. I reached out to them and I realized after talking to about the third person that I can't do this anymore. The treatments were so bad and the information I was getting was so incredibly, it was depressing. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't think of it. And everything was, everybody was telling me was so bad about this. So I shut everything down. I didn't go on the computer and look at things. I just waited till my experience started because I couldn't listen to anyone else anymore because it was so bad. I'll never forget the doctor saying to me, we are going to do a surgery that is probably one of the most difficult surgeries for the human body to recover from. And that was really, really tough to handle. And he was right. The recovery after that surgery was so incredibly difficult that I couldn't lay down for months. I had to sleep sitting up when I could sleep, wow. but it was, it was terrible. Like I said before, it's amazing what you can go through and come out on the other end and be okay. You go also to at that point where the food becomes your medicine and just kind of to touch on the food, like what became of your new diet? Your body has to make an adjustment to solid food again. It did. So what did you choose to eat for you to have for your type of cancer? I will tell you, I could not taste food for months and months, but there were, was one thing I could taste, believe it or not, and it was dark chocolate. My oh. doctor said to me, he said, try dark chocolate. And I did. That was- I'll put the weight on too. <laughs> <laughs> like maple syrup. Maple syrup was good. But what I'm running into now, Vince, is from the surgeries, 
in the scar tissue, my throat, it has gotten smaller. It's difficult to swallow. Wow. And I'm still drinking a lot of liquids. I drink water constantly all day, every day. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Now, here we are. You're eight years removed. Yes. You got a new girlfriend. You got a new life. Got a new job. And a lot of news. Who are you now after all of this? Well, I have to tell you, I try not to procrastinate. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's easy to go back and say, well, I went through this, so I deserve to do this. I think the biggest thing is I get up in the morning, I get moving, I do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm thankful for it. But when it comes to going out with friends or going over to visit a friend, I try not to put that off because before you know it, a week turns into a month, a month turns into a year. And I've realized that that's the most important thing. You have to be around the people that you love being with. And if you don't continue to make an effort to do that, you lose it. I think that's the biggest thing I learned. You can't take anything for granted in terms of your really good friends and your family. It's really important. I think that's the biggest thing because I used to worry about things that I shouldn't worry about. I used to worry about the stupidest stuff that meant nothing. It meant nothing. Yeah. And now I realized my life is better. I feel good. And the things that I thought were really important eight years ago, they didn't mean anything. Not a thing. Here's what I ask. Now, it's kind of hard as a survivor to see yourself as a hero. How would you like to be remembered? How would you like to leave your mark when people think about you? I would like them to say that he was an incredibly great friend. When he said he was going to do something, he did it. When he said he would be there, he was there. And when we needed help, he always was there to help. No matter what, I, I would always be there for them. It's amazing when we go through these things, how we find ourselves, but on a whole nother level in a whole different light. You experienced that and you're a good example of that. And your willingness to continue to fight through this is extremely commendable. Uh, the fear factor is undescribable. So this was awesome, my friend. I appreciate your time. I'm grateful that you're here to talk to me. And we've survived to have this day. It's been many moons, many years. I don't think we want to disclose how many years it's been. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it all goes by way too fast. And here we are. And it's great that we get to share this. And hopefully it falls on eardrums that needing to hear these things. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. <laughs>